0: Good evening, and welcome to Mining the Riches of the Parsha. Tonight is Thursday night, March 7, 2022. Please note that after tonight our schedule changes, in the coming week we are going to meet on Wednesday night instead of Thursday night, and then we will not be meeting during uh, the holiday of Passover, during Pesach, because the Thursday night falls on Yom Tov, and then we'll announce the schedule for after that. But the upcoming news is 10 at 9 continues in the morning, Sunday through Friday. Thursday night, next week, changes to Wednesday night, 8 p.m., same logon. Yitzhi mitzrayim the exodus from Egypt, is the central event in our history. It's central to how God himself presents to us. When God introduces us to, uh, to himself and the entire world, when he speaks the Aserah Hadibros, the Ten Commandments at Mount Sinai, God says, Anochi Hashem am the Lord your God. Asher Hotei who took you out of Egypt. God taking us out of Egypt is God's description of himself as he introduces himself to us. And it is central to our narrative of who we are as a people. Now, I've pointed this out before from Rabbi Jonathan Sachs. Moshe's conscious effort to create that narrative, to mold and fashion and verbalize that narrative when Moshe says to the Jewish people And it shall be when your children will ask you, what is this work, this observance of Passover that you were doing? What is Pesach all about? When your children will ask you that question and then Moshe proceeds to give them the answer that they should give but remember this speech happens before the exodus it's at the beginning of the parsha bo while we were still slaves in other words Moshe is saying to this group of slaves what is the story you will tell your children about what is going to happen next. In other words, prepare for the event of leaving Egypt itself by preparing how you will tell it in the future. That's the preparation for the event. What is it going to mean to you in the future that you should prepare now before it even happens? And that, of course, is our task tonight and in the coming week leading up to Passover to think about and to organize and to hopefully elucidate how we will tell our story at the seder there's one theme that is repeated so many times in the torah 36 different times one of them is the verse V'ger lo Do not oppress the ger. V'lo silchatzenu. And do not mistreat the ger. Ki gerim he yisem eretz Because you were a ger in Egypt. Your experience in Egypt should cause you to make sure that what happened to you never happens to anyone else. You should take the position of always wanting to intervene to try to prevent another from experiencing what you experienced in Egypt. And by the Torah repeating that 36 different times, It is clear that it means to signify to us that this is what this experience must mean to us, among other things. But this is the one repeated more than any other. And if this message is not part of your Seder, if this message is not woven into the narrative story that you tell at the Seder, then you are missing something essential. Today, we use the word ger to mean convert, a person who is born not Jewish and converts to Judaism. That's actually a borrowed meaning. More precisely, in the Torah, the word ger means one who comes from somewhere else. In the Torah, ger is the opposite of toshav, a citizen, one who is native here. In other words, in the Torah, ger means an immigrant. If concern for immigrants is not on your mind at the Seder and not verbalized as you tell the story and what it means to you today to be concerned for immigrants today, then you're not paying attention because the Torah says this over and over and over again. One such verse, another such verse. The Torah says, Torah achas le'ezrach v'la There should be one law for the ger, the immigrant, and for the ezrach, the citizen. Fair treatment under the law. Another Pesach. This from the book of Ayikra. When a stranger lives with you in your land, an immigrant from another place comes to live with you in your land, do not mistreat him or her. The stranger living with you must be treated as one of your native-born. Love him or her as yourself, for you were strangers in Egypt. Again, our experience, what the story has to mean to us, is that we carry it forward. When we encounter someone who's experienced what we experience or even something similar to what we experienced, we have to respond with kindness, with love, with sensitivity. This is how our experience in Egypt should impact on us now and how we should tell the story at the Seder. The Ramban Nachmanides gives the following insightful commentary in explaining the reason for this mitzvah and why it is repeated so many times. The correct interpretation appears to be to be that god is saying do not wrong a stranger or oppress them thinking as you might that none can deliver them out of your hand this person is vulnerable if i cause them harm there's no one they can go to there's no one who's going to defend them for you know god says that you were strangers in the land of egypt and i god says I saw the oppression which the Egyptians oppressed you and I avenged your cause on them because I behold the tears of those who are oppressed and have no comforter. And I'm on the side of those who are not in power. And I deliver each one from those who are too strong for him. So don't oppress the stranger. Because you were a stranger and you were oppressed and no one saw and no one came to your aid, but I, God, came to your aid. And I will do the same for the other. Make sure you act similarly. In the words of Rabbi Jonathan Sachs, to be a Jew is to be a stranger. And that must be a permanent part of our collective memory, especially on Pesach. And listen how far the Torah goes. The Torah says, this is a Pasuk in the book of Devarim in Deuteronomy, lo tisaev mitzri, do not mistreat an Egyptian. Kiger Hayisa Barzo, because you were an immigrant in their land. A mitzri? Is that really the proper terminology? We were an immigrant in their land and not we were slaves, we were tortured, we were mistreated in their land. That's not what the Torah says. That's not what God commands us. God commands us, Lotisayev Mitri, do not oppress or mistreat the Egyptian. Even to the Egyptian, with all that he and she did to you, Lotisayev. People ask today, and it's a legitimate question, should Jews? assisting and providing aid to Ukrainians. In Ukraine, suffering from Russian aggression? Refugees now fleeing to Europe, to Israel, to Canada and beyond? Should we be involved in that effort, given the terrible anti-Semitism we suffered at the hands of Ukrainians just a generation or two ago and going back for centuries? It's a legitimate question with a clear answer. Lo to sa'ev mitzri. Because someone oppressed us is not an excuse for coming to their aid when they need assistance. Now, leaving aside the fact that the verse that I quoted, Lotasai Mitri is talking about the descendants, of course. It's in Dvarim, it's 40 years later. You come upon someone who is a descendant of the Egyptians, first generation, second generation, or longer. Do not oppress them or mistreat them because you were strangers in the land of their fathers, grandfathers, great-grandfathers. And that's certainly the situation that we have with Ukraine. But I want, to hear you, I want you to hear this point that goes even further. This is an insight of the Nitziv, Rabbi Naftali Tzvi Hirsch, Berlin, he says something even more remarkable than that. The ninth plague was a plague of darkness in Egypt. And the Torah tells us for three days, the Egyptians suffered from the plague of Choshech, darkness. Our sages explain it wasn't just the absence of light. There was a thickness, there was a quality of the air, the heaviness of the air. Our sages tell us a person, an Egyptian who was sitting was not able to stand and who was standing at the moment it struck was not able to sit. They were paralyzed, unable to move for three days. Asks the Netziv the following question: How did they survive? A person can't survive without water at least for three days. How did they remain alive after that? Yisrael shahayar Bamoshvo sum Hoshitu lahem mazon, v'chol. The Jewish people took pity on the Egyptians who were suffering, the Egyptians, their taskmasters, the ones who beat them, the ones who enslaved them. But when they were paralyzed and they couldn't move, they couldn't feed feed themselves or drink, the Jewish people at that time fed them and brought them water and took care of their needs even to the perpetrators. But even the perpetrators, when someone is suffering, our Torah teaches, go and help, no matter who it is. And as I mentioned, certainly, Ukrainians today who are not harming Jews themselves and Jews and Judaism have been flourishing in Ukraine. They emphatically deserve our aid in any possible way we can provide. Those are the values God teaches us and the lesson we are to take from Pesach and this theme relating to today's news should be a focus at the Seder of every one of us this year in our discussions. But I'd like to share with you another approach, another layer. It's also relevant, but in a different way. It's also topical to what we should consider and discuss at the Seder. And what I want to share with you is based on the writing of Pachat Yitzchak, the magnificent work written by Rabbi Yitzchak Hutner, a Blessed Memory. And I am grateful to Dr. Aaron Smokler for presenting this in an essay she published a few years ago. Don't mistreat the stranger. Because you were a gare, I was a gare in Egypt. Rabbi Yitzchak Kutner suggests a different way to understand this verse, a different way to understand what we are supposed to be doing at the Pesach Seder, based on a different understanding of what this word ger means. I shared with you the biblical usage of the word ger is immigrant. But Rav Hutner understands that it also refers to a ger in the sense that we use that term, a convert, one who converts to Judaism. And Rav Hutner makes the startling statement, Ki gerim he Eretz because you, the Jewish people, were converts in Egypt, the process of leaving Egypt and coming to Mount Sinai, which was an 11-week, I'm sorry, a seven-week period of time, but that our sages look at as one elongated moment, that was the process by which the entire Jewish people converted to Judaism. Yitzias Mitzrayim, the act of exodus from Egypt, says, writes Rav Hutner, Hevimaisa Gerus was an act of conversion to Judaism. Kedachazinim b'yevamas, d'chadini Gerus, yalfinim mehosa. We see this clearly from the passage in the Talmud, Mesechta Yevamos, where all of the laws and formal procedures of how conversion takes place today and throughout all of Jewish history, those elements are derived from our experience of leaving Egypt and approaching Sinai. What is the process of conversion? that we underwent and every gear undergoes? Well, for men, there is a requirement of bris circumcision. That took place in Egypt. The process of conversion started while they were still in Egypt. Once they come to Mount Sinai, there is an obligation to immerse in a mikvah. That's also a requirement of conversion. And underlying that process was the part that is the essence of conversion, nasev nishma. The Jewish people said, we accept upon ourselves to observe all of the laws that God gives us to the best of our ability for the rest of our lives. nasev nishma. We commit to doing it and we will continue to learn what exactly God wants because we're committing now to doing it. That's called kabbalah hamitzvos, accepting upon ourselves the yoke, the obligation to observe commandments. Those were and are the elements of conversion. That's how conversion takes place today. And the way that we do it today is exactly the way that the Jewish people did it at that moment, starting in Egypt, elongated to Sinai. That seven-week-long moment, that's exactly how they did that. In fact, the Torah itself says, kachem kager, the exact same process that a convert to Judaism will undergo is precisely the process that you yourselves underwent leaving Egypt and coming to Sinai. The story of Exodus is thus the story of how every Jew became a Jew. Lineage being a descendant of Avraham, Yitzchak, and Yaakov, Sarah, Rivka, Rochel, and Leah, being one of their descendants does not suffice. Only upon leaving Egypt, every individual had to choose. Everyone had to decide to take upon themselves kabolas hamitzvos, the burdens and the gifts, of faith and commandments and to enact this transformation. And this sets the pattern for every generation to follow, for every year to follow. The Rambam himself writes, quoting the verse that I just quoted to you, Kachem kager, says the Rambam, as are you, so shall the ger be before God. As we were converted, so we should convert others. The paradigm for spiritual transformation is our own experience. And this is the lasting legacy of the Exodus from Egypt. Now, in light of this, the mitzvah that is also repeated numerous times throughout the Torah, the es esager, love the ger, it takes on a whole new meaning because it's not only about embracing strangers, immigrants, which it certainly is, but it's also about embracing converts ki be'eretz Because you, Jews, you and I, we were all converts at Egypt. The foundational story of our people is a story of our own awakening of faith and commitment, and we must therefore humble ourselves before all who elect to join us on our ongoing journey. Journey. The Pesach Seder should cause us to look at a person who has convert, converted to Judaism differently, recognizing that that person has undergone what I underwent, my ancestors underwent. And there are specific requirements about this. Jewish law specifies. How we are to treat someone who is converted by loving them, by respecting them, by never embarrassing them, by never causing them to feel uncomfortable. Ahavaz Hager, the obligation to love one who has converted to Judaism, to admire, to Be grateful for what they add, what they bring to the Jewish people, the energy, the new insights, the new point of view to recognize how much we benefit from sincere converts. But not only should Pesach cause us to have a different view of those who convert to Judaism, Pesach should also have the consequence that flows from the following famous line. We say in the Haggadah, Bechal dar vadar, in every generation, every single year, Chayiv adam liros as atzmo ki'ilu hu yatsa A person is obligated to see themselves as if I myself went out of Egypt. Well, what does that mean? I myself went out of Egypt. It means at the Pesach Seder, I am required to see myself as if I at this moment, 2022 on Netherwood Crescent, I, Michael Whitman, am converting to Judaism. At the Seder. I am required in order to exit Egypt, in order to undergo the exodus, I am required to actively transform myself. I have to convert anew this year, even though I tried to do it last year and the year before, and I'm going to have to try again next year. Every year at the Seder should be an opportunity for me to reconfirm my commitment, reconfirm my acceptance, my adoption of the faith and the mitzvahs that go along with it. Every year, Pesach after Pesach. We must see ourselves as capable of making that choice. We must show ourselves to be transformed. And at the Pesach Seder, we announce ourselves to be converts every one of us, all over again. Explains Rav Hutner. this is the essential message of Pesach and the significance of its timing, where the Torah says, Hayoma Atayotzim, Bachodesh HaAviv, today you are leaving Egypt in the springtime, well, not so sure about Montreal, but certainly in Israel in the springtime, Meaning, Pesach is an act of renewal. Just as spring is about renewal. The story of Exodus is the story of the rebirth of the Jewish people every single year and the rebirth of the Jewish of the Jewishness of every single one of us individually, every single year. It is the practice of seeing ourselves as converts, as practicing willful self transformation. That's what it means. Kigirim <speaking in> he Yisem Be'eretz Mitzrayah. Now, this is very hard to do. As I've mentioned, you may know, I am part of the Besdin for Conversion here in Montreal, the RCA, Rabbinical Council of America Conversion Program, Montreal Region. And people come to our Besdin when they want to convert to Judaism. In our Besdin, in our Jewish court, we have had a few very, very hard cases with a similar scenario. A person grows up Jewish, Jewish school, Jewish family, shul, Jewish life, religious, observant, keeping Shabbos, keeping kosher. And then something happens. All of a sudden, they learn they are not Jewish. A few different scenarios that could lead to it, not necessary to go into the details. I'm not talking about a situation where it's unclear, where there was a conversion, but we're not exactly sure the status of it. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about where it be- information becomes known the person who lived their whole life as a Jew, knowing they were Jewish, acting Jewish in a religious manner, they're not Jewish. Now, when we meet that person, that person is bewildered, often hysterical. Everything I know about myself is not true. My identity is a lie. I mean, just for us to see it. I mean, I cannot even imagine living it, but just to see it happening to someone is profoundly disturbing. And of course, we try to help. We try to be sensitive. We try to empathize. Whatever we can possibly do to to, to reduce this trauma. But at a certain point, the question comes up. So what do you want to do now? Because you can choose. Ask yourself this question. To yourself, honestly, ask yourself this question. If this happened to you, what would you choose? No fallout, no, you know, it's a, it's a free path, two, for, two directions forward. What would you choose? What would I choose? It's overwhelming. I get dizzy just thinking about having to approach that question. I certainly have no idea what I would choose. But please hear me carefully. But that is Pesach, according to Rav Huttner. That is what is supposed to happen at the Seder. For each of us, every one of us at the seder is supposed to think to themselves and say to themselves and discuss among ourselves am i willing am i capable to embrace this now with the sense that i have a free choice yes or no but i am called to reenact what My ancestors did in Egypt. And they had a free choice and they chose to convert to Judaism. Now, for me, will I continue that? Will I accept that upon myself? Will I, at the Pesach Seder, see myself as capable of such a choice? Will I externalize my commitment and vocalize my passion to want to accept this? Will I, at my Seder, announce myself to be a Gare? a convert to Judaism all over again. Because according to Rav Hutner, that is the story we're supposed to tell. In every generation and on every Pesach, a Jew must see herself and himself as ever in the process of becoming a Jew. My friends, I want to wish you a wonderful evening. And a great Shabbos. And hopefully we have a lot to think about. To prepare for the Pesach Seder. Next week. Thank you very, very much for joining. Have a wonderful Shabbos, and I look forward to seeing all of you soon in person.